Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee podcast. This is our, oh my God, my brain just totally shut off. This is going to be great, guys. I'm super excited. This is our preview for week six, as well as our reveal of our top 25 in the Sickos October poll. With me yes. tonight, as always, Commissioner Escalante, and we have our poll master, Kevin, and I am Jordan, VP of whatever at this point. <laughs> Kevin, how has your last week been or last couple of days? Um, it's been a lot of spreadsheets and, um, a lot of realizing that none of y'all sickos have any idea how to spell Cincinnati. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't submit Cincinnati in the poll. Yeah. I, I struggle with that one too. I, I'll definitely, I'll definitely understand on that one. No, it's, it's always funny. I have a very, very skewed view of, uh, what's going through. Cause I'm only, really registering the ones that I have to standardize the names for because everyone's right. writing in different things. So any school that ends in a state, some people are putting ST and some people write state or things that people can't spell. Cincinnati, Tennessee, Mississippi. There was another one that cropped up a lot this time that I hadn't seen before. You know, Vandy versus Vanderbilt, that kind of stuff. I always think they're doing way better than they do. And then they're like 70 because <laughs> they're the ones that I'm clocking and everyone can spell Iowa. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all we're going to have to have a spelling test at some point. We're going to have to shape up our listeners and readers up. We got to do a spelling test for you guys. The sicko spelling bee. There we go. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Kamish, are you back on Central Time? Is your brain back on Central Time? No, um, I, I'm still in Las Cruces right now, mentally. I, I want to keep eating more red and green chilies. Just I, I've, I've been scouring the internet for a, a, a chili con carne recipe, like a New Mexico style <laughs> one. I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to make this. I have to make this right now. I, I'm still trying to get back uh, on the Central Time. I, I feel like I'm an, I, I'm an hour slow. You know, because the amount of driving I did, and, and I'm definitely just a little slow this week and just trying to get back in the work and just got hammered with work. It's it's just been uh, a rude awakening this week. I, I wish I was just still hanging out with New Mexico State in, in Las Cruces. If you start stacking your enchiladas, they're going to disown you in San Antonio. You know that, right? Well, I mean, the, the enchiladas were not stacked. Oh, they have the rolled ones? Okay. Oh, the rolled ones are fine. So New Mexico has, like, you know, this is weird. Like, there's, you know, the San Antonio Mexican food and then the New Mexico Mexican food. Mm -hmm. Um, There's slight differences. I'll argue they're more than slight, but okay, sure. I'm a a purist. You know me. You know, the red and green chilies. I'm just, let's, let's, I got to figure this out. I'm, I got to go back to Las Cruces. It's just... New Mexico State's in my blood now, and I, I can't get it out. That's it's going to require some penicillin, I think. I'm just going to move there. I've been looking up houses on Zillow. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just straight up going to Las Cruces, man. I'm. It's one of those vacations again. Like you know, you go there and you're like, oh my god, just fall in love with the town. I'm sure it's different living there, of course. But I mean, I, I really only saw it for like two days. That's all you um, need sometimes. That's yeah. It was it was it was a lot of fun. I, I'm still. Just trying to get back on track here, back where uh, where I'm at here in San Antonio. First thing we want to say is thank everyone that voted on poll. We were so excited to see how many people voted. We've done this once this year so far. We did it, I think, four times the season before, maybe once in our very first half season we did. And this was just 
a complete outpouring of support and you guys help us because this you know this guides us as to what we talk about as well as tells us what you guys are interested in too uh kevin give us a rundown how many people did we have vote and what did it look like we had uh 1,718 entries uh, this year for this poll, which is approaching triple what we had in the preseason. We had 686 in the preseason. We had 508 unique entries in this, different teams or institutions (laughs) or people or weird ideas uh, that got at least one vote. Yeah. And... A lot of things that got just one vote. There's a lot of creative people out there, and I got a lot of things I had to add to my <laughs> tracker this time around. But. There are some really good ones. We'll, we'll, we can break them down later on, but I saw Cal State Channel Islands, who has no athletics teams whatsoever, did get a vote. I also saw that uh, the, Thiel Tom, the Thiel Tomcats, a D3 favorite of ours, got several votes. They had, I believe, four Yes. Total votes. They had a first place vote. <laughs> I I think I think I know exactly who that was from too. And she's probably <laughs> I think she's I think she's listening driving right now. Yeah, yeah I have an idea. <laughs> um so, yeah, yeah, shout out was- to uh Finley Ohio High School football for getting a vote. Um I do not think it was my friend Duncan. I don't think he listens, but Finley Ohio is not very big, so whoever said that probably knows him. So that's that's when you when you go through some of this and you see it you're definitely like oh that's that's a person who knows a thing and that's what he does uh shout outs also to house targaryen and house valerion who both got votes Mm -hmm. in this poll i just wanted to shout out the voter who took three slots out of their poll to write out the entire castellanos meme and gave it enough points to get it above the ap poll (laughs) in this (laughs) result What we'll do is we'll talk just a little about the top couple, top 25, and then we'll go into our usual review of the uh, preview of the week. I think, well, let's start the, let's start at 25 and go up. Yeah. 25 got FIU 24, Michigan state 23, Arizona state three, two low. And he walked them. 22, Miami 21, James Madison 20, Georgia tech. 19 UMass, 18 Mizzou, 17 Northwestern, 16 Texas, 15 Rutgers, 14 App State, 13 Colorado State, 12 Hawaii. And here's the payoff. He walks again. 11 Oklahoma, 10 New Mexico State, 9 Syracuse, go orange, 8 Yukon, <laughs> 7 Wisconsin, 6 Texas A&M, 5 Auburn, 4 Colorado, Three Kansas. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. Two Nebraska. And we have a new number one. The Iowa Hawkeyes with a score of over 10,000. Yeah, it's hard to compare these, you know, one poll to the next because we get so many more entries every time we do this. Mm-hmm. But... Just for context here, Iowa got 7.6% of all total votes in this poll. (laughs) Um, They had more first place votes than all all but eight schools. And if we only counted their first place votes, they would have come in fourth in this poll. (laughs) 
Or I guess wow. third, because it would have knocked, it would have bumped Nebraska up. But yeah, they would have been third ahead of <laughs> Kansas if we only counted their first place votes. It's just I'm... sheer dominance. And we expected this, but it's really just wild to see it. So, so quick back of the envelope math here. Iowa got 29% of all first place votes in our poll. Wow. That's, that's a dominant performance by the Hawkeyes. <laughs> We'd love right. to see it. Nebraska like defense and special teams. Nebraska, Dominant. we're sorry that you know your your reign of dominance didn't hold, but maybe this portends to better things for y'all. Nebraska had a very well-rounded performance here, though they showed up in higher numbers in just about every position in the poll than anyone else did. Um, they did. Kansas had sixty more first-place votes and finished fifteen hundred points behind them, so they really just showed out in all of the different categories. Yeah. Some of our biggest changes from last from last poll, uh, the Hawkeyes moved up eight spots from ninth to first. Texas A&M was probably our biggest climber. They climbed from 25th all the way to sixth. Jimbo, that money they're paying you, absolutely worth it. This is the kind of progress we want to see for the Aggies. Right. Beautiful. Jimbo himself is in 103rd, by the way. <laughs> Uh, directly behind Paul Christ and directly ahead of Brian Harson. So uh, <laughs> looking grim for uh-oh, you, Jimbo. Uh oh, Jimbo. Uh oh. Other other big movers or other other uh, yeah, have like big movers. Arizona State managed to drop ten spots from thirteenth to twenty third. I I feel like they're just not not having the year they wanted. And the other big mover, the other big drop was Rutgers. Rutgers started the season strong at eighth, but they've put together some good weeks and they've dropped all the way to the 15th. Still in the top 25, though. Still in the top 25. Absolutely. That's right. And of course, once we get the main poll up, we'll also post all of the receiving votes. That is our tradition. I will make the font as small as possible so that when we get to number one, it will literally just be you zooming in to make sure you can see all the tiny little votes you put in there. Wait, who was Last. the highest? Who was the highest scoring coach? I, I see. I see Brian Ferentz in ninetieth. I that may be it. I don't see anyone above. Because Frost him. Our, is below him in ninety third. Yes, I believe it is Ferentz. Brian um, Ferentz, the offensive yeah. coordinator of yeah. Iowa. Didn't he? he did, did, yeah. did, did Kirk? Where did Kirk? And Kirk is at one sixty six. Kirk barely. <laughs> I, yeah, I think our, you, you know who you need to hire now. Iowa, lock him down. You got to put the no. big money in now, or he's going to run. Definitely. You like what you see, Iowa. You like what you see. Pay for it. Pay the man. A few more shout outs here. Our highest scoring non football team entry was Aaron Judge coming in at 29th. So close, uh, Aaron followed Judge. Followed closely by the entire Big Ten West at 32nd. <laughs> <laughs> That feels that feels so incredibly correct. Who, so voted, incredibly who voted for candy corn here? I mean, got six six points. Candy there was trash. one candy corn entry in there, and it was it was a longer explanation that I cut down to just candy corn. Somebody wrote a whole sentence in there, and that just seemed to be the gist of it. <laughs> candy corn, because candy corn is trash. It's a trash candy. We can okay. Mental oh. note reminder: oh. mm. we get to close to Halloween. Mm. We'll either do a do a Halloween candy draft on here. Uh-oh. Or we'll just we'll just Ooh. scream at each other about Halloween candy because because I, I have strong opinions about how trash candy corn is and how much I love circus peanuts. 
Wait, wait. I'll so pack you, you up the on the candy corn. corn. Are you, wait, you hate the candy corn, but you like the circus peanuts. I love those circus peanuts. Okay, well, I'm weird. I like both. So uh, I'm more okay. of a fan of like the little pumpkins, though. Like oh, the little, the little two. Tiny, oh, yeah, I know. I the know little tiny, like, they look, they come in like the autumn mix, or sometimes you get them, but that's my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't mind candy corn at all. I mean, it's mm-hmm. there. I'll have like a half. I can't eat too much of it because, I mean, you do that, you're going to get sick. But I mean, I can eat some candy corn, but I love those little pumpkins. I, I don't know what it is. And then I, I like the circus peanuts too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a sicko for, I guess, weird candy. I, I blame my dad on this, but I, <laughs> I never, I never picked up his black licorice habit. Oh, uh, I, I love black licorice. It's, it's okay. He liked the black jelly beans too, and I'm like, yeah. oh no, oh no. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever had the the Finnish salt black licorice? Okay, okay. I need to, I need to get you. I'll get you a bag of it. Because in like Finland and Scandinavia, Iceland too, they love black licorice, but they love it with salt. So it's that black licorice hit, but just but like salty like the sea. And it is, yeah, your body will have a very specific, immediate <laughs> cleanse me of this reaction. It's great. Now, I assume, by the way, at number 205, I see Drake. I assume that's the college. That is not- my assumption. I It is generally just in there as Drake. It may be a combination of both. It may okay. be the so- artist and the college. So there's, have we ever there's seen a, have we ever seen Drake wear a Drake jersey? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. No. Okay. The the Sri Lankan cricket team made it in here. Yes. Uh, somebody did that. Um, yeah, I believe. Having a uh, rough year. Josh Pate, also from Pate State, apparently, <laughs> uh, it got some votes in here. We also had one voter who used their entire ballot to vote for Yale ten times. Fucking, there was only Yale one other is- vote in the entire poll. <laughs> Fucking Yale is trying to steal the election once again. <laughs> Stuff in the ballot box. Fucking Yaleys, I'm telling you. Okay, let's head into our, our preview for our week six action. We had some Wednesday night action tonight, a game yes. that started incredibly slow. And as we're going right now, the score is 41-13. 41-13. Everyone who took the over is getting a little excited because it's almost there. I think the over was 60-something. Two minutes left in the fourth, so you know we've been recording this. UCF was sort of locked with SMU for the first half, and then Gus woke up. <laughs> Gus woke up, and he was angry, and they just started smacking him down. SMU's got some issues. I don't know what it is about this particular Friday of football that was built just for us, <laughs> but dear God, I don't think they could have. We're going to preview all four Big Friday games because they're all amazing. First off, Friday in Piscataway, the Big Red versus the Big Scarlet, Nebraska at Rutgers. This opened as a pick'em in Vegas. What is it now? Let's see. I think it's Rutgers minus three, at least as of (laughs) like 2 p.m. today was the last time I looked at it. Let me see if I can get a live line here. Yeah, Rutgers minus three. Oh no! Oh no! Nebraska, you don't, no! You don't just come to Piscataway <laughs> and get away with a win, Nebraska. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, oh no! That's that's so bad, guys. That's so bad. This is now officially a sickos ranked ma- matchup. By the way, this is fifteen Rutgers playing two Nebraska. Oh my God! 
Number this 15 may... is favored too, so upset watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. That's absolutely how this poll works. <laughs> I'm decreeing it so now. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we use advanced analytics in this poll. It's really a more of a predictive poll. It predicts future performance, obviously. Yeah, this is this is the kind of Big Ten game we absolutely want to see, and that I don't think any Nebraska fan is Nebraska fans who are still hanging on to this season as maybe we can do something, salvage something. This may be the nail in that coffin for them. Yeah, I mean they're two and three, so maybe they can sneak six and six. But I don't know. This this no, is if- this is gonna be this is gonna be if they can. St- Steal this one in Piscataway. Their their slim hopes are alive for a bowl game. That is that is such an cursed sentence and train of thought. Oh, let's like, let's see like, this. Like, like, I want to look at their schedule. Here we go. Let's go, Nebraska. Imagine We're talking going Nebraska back, here. Let's go. Imagine going back 20, 30 years and telling Nebraska fans this. Like, oh, I've come from I've come from the future. I have things to tell you. In twenty twenty two, you'll be a three point dog to Rutgers on a Friday night. And it's a conference game. It's a conference game. <laughs> well, their first response would probably be, who the fuck is Rutgers? <laughs> never heard of them. Ooh. So what are they? They're tied for first in the division right now. So They are, yes. So, so t- t- find, their six, get, find those six wins for me, Kamesh. I, 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 I ain't finding anything. I, I mean, I'm just going <laughs> to say the schedule. <laughs> but, I mean, at Rutgers, that gets them to three and three. Then they're okay. at Purdue. No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, at home against Illinois, no. Who 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 no. who wasn't ranked in the AP poll? They were twenty sixth, and and in our poll, they just missed at twenty sixth. Also, it's Illinois, <laughs> very close. Um, home against Minnesota, no. At Michigan, no. Home against Wisconsin, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> And then at Iowa to finish the season. <laughs> okay, that's that's the that's, one versus two, one two matchup. And that might be a one-two matchup. Holy hell, that might be. God, that's oh grim. god, that's so grim. I just gonna, let's see. I mean, they're not mathematically eliminated at this point in the Big Ten West. The Big Ten West. You know, this is the Pirates fan in me talking. Like, I, I will root for the Pirates until they're mathematically eliminated. They're only, they're only thirty six uh, games, only thirty six games behind. Just a couple, right. a couple things turn around. Get a streak going. You know, this is, Nebraska's God. not that, not in that bad of shape. I'll just say that uh, you're broken. <laughs> you are, you are, you are broken. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, hey, it led to this. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> good things, silver linings, I guess, so to speak. No, but this should be a fun one. I'm excited for this. I mean, anytime we can do a night game in Piscataway, I don't know. I love it. Under the lights in Piscataway. Under, that's right. A night game in Piscataway. It's the best. Bright lights, big no city. Has any, watch anything else. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, oh, it's so grim. Also on Friday night, some action. Action. We have. No, I'm gonna. Call, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do action every time. Okay. Houston at Memphis, two teams that are having a year. Memphis oh, yeah. is four and one. Are they really? They are. They don't feel like four and one. No, they, that feels they, wrong. <laughs> it does. Their only losses to Mississippi State. They beat. Oh, Navy. Yeah, I'm looking at it. They beat Arkansas State. They beat North Texas, and they beat Temple. 
why in my mind do I think that they're like sickly? They haven't looked very good against Arkansas State or North Texas. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, against Temple last week, they were down three nothing at halftime to Temple. Oh, that's why I think they're sickly. That's right. I forgot that's, that one. I think that's the only and one of their they, games this year I've watched. So. And then, okay, maybe you don't need to watch Memphis anymore. Uh, yeah. Memphis fans are like, don't watch it, Kevin. Don't watch it. Houston has the most record, the most OTs this season. They've played in three overtime games already, and they were okay. one and two in those games. And this game was, when I checked it earlier, was predicted to be close as well. I think it was another like roughly three-point line, so... That feels. Memphis, I mean, that, that feels right. Memphis favored by by three. That's three is three is generally the home field advantage. So yeah, that feels Pretty about right. Like, like those are. So we go from our action, and we're gonna head out west, baby. We're going to the Mountain West on a Friday night. Oh yeah. Do you like watching something that might be called football? Do you want to watch two teams who are learning on the fly? Because we have Colorado State going to Nevada. Jesus, this is. We talked last week, this or the, in the previous episode, about how the Mountain West was having some going through some things, and this is the epitome of the Mountain West going through some things. And this one yeah. has the extra spice for me personally. The Nevada coach last year, Jay Norvell, went to Colorado State, left Nevada or Nevada. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to get yelled at, but nobody really cares. <laughs> I don't think. Maybe some Nevada. Yeah, sure. Nevada fans. No one, yeah, no one cares about these things. Obviously, that's what the internet has taught me. That's right, sure. Nevada, Nevada, and whichever you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he went, and so he left them uh, essentially high and dry. There's been some drama this week saying that the coach told the players on the team that he left to like sit out the bowl game and go to the NFL draft. And so like some of the former players that transferred to Colorado State with him and then former players that are still on the Nevada-Nevada team uh, – they're saying that it's not true. So I don't know if this is like just some more drama. Both of these teams are not great at all. Um, nope. Colorado state got blown out by an FCS team 41 to 10. I mean, that's happened to another mountain West team this year. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what to make of that because the big sky is, is on fire this year. They um, are. It, I mean, maybe the big sky just bumps up to FBS. Who knows? It, I think the, Nevada should win this game, but it's it's not going to be pretty. And and then we get our boy Petros on the call. So I mean, oh, he is like, the, oh yes, this is the Petros game. So Petros gets the call of this one, and which is like, I'm like, it just feels right that he's calling this one. I'll just say that he we need we need his his voice to call this potential sickos game of the week right here. Uh, this game is going to be kicking off at 7:30 local, 9:30 central, 10:30 Eastern. Beautiful. Exactly what I want on my Friday night. Yeah. This game feels like it deserves the weird camera angles that from FIU Bryant to open the yep. season. Like everything yep. should be weird and washed out and gray, and you're watching from like ten degrees lower in the stadium than you feel like mm-hmm. you should be. But like ten degrees lower, but from also like the twenty yard line. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's that it's like the, the, during the during the COVID year in Texas, they started allowing high school football broadcasts like by the schools, which they'd never allowed before in Texas. And so I watched a ton of six man football, which is like the tiny, tiny school football in Texas of like a dude on Facebook live with their phone from, you know, row two and just sort of like following around and hearing him talk to his friends. So this, that feels like what this game should have. The other mountain West game for the day 
is actually going to be a really good one because UNLV and San Jose State play. And they're two of the best teams in the Mountain West right now. So this is sort of like the other side of it. So are they in the West or in the Mountain? I, I don't I, I don't ever know who the Mountain West's split is. Let me see. No, Mountain I don't, I don't know. I think they're both in the same side of the division. So this is kind of a, a big game, I, I guess. But they're both, they're two undefeated teams in the Mountain West. I mean, we talked last time, not a lot of Mountain West teams have played a conference game yet. Yeah, they're both no. in the, they're both in the, they're both in the West. They're both in the West. They're not in the yeah. mountain. Okay. They're not in the mountain. So uh, UNLV is 2-0 in conference. San Jose State is 1-0 in conference. So yeah, they're both undefeated. Both on win streaks. Both looking pretty good so far. This is at San Jose's half-built stadium with the construction trucks. Yeah. So make it some good wind. Kick it up some dust. We'll see how that goes. I like this. I like that the Mountain West is embracing their Friday nightness of it all. We need late night Friday games. And if the Pac-12 doesn't want to oblige, I'm more than happy to let the Mountain West take this spot. This is this feels good. I like this. Big time. Great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. It's going to be fun. So you got the really bad Mountain West game at the same time as the really good Mountain West game. Mm-hmm. It takes all sides kinds. Of the, you get both sides of the mountain. You get the mountain and the West. That's right. And the really bad one is on the more broadly available channel, too. <laughs> Colorado State Nevada is FS1, and the other one is CBS Sports. <laughs> I feel like we watch a lot of CBS Sports. We watch a lot of CBS Sports. Going to Saturday, you guys want to watch two old men try to beat each other up at the Texas State Fair? The game that usually gets a whole bunch of whole bunch of uh, hype. We are drifting into Red River Shootout Week as quietly as humanly possible. Both teams are basically like, no one look at us. Let's just do this thing that we do. Let's fight it and we'll go. Do you guys know the last time both of these teams came to this game unranked? No. no. I, I saw a tweet, but I cannot remember it. It was 98. 98? 98. 98. That was the last time both of these teams were not ranked going into this game. This is... This depends on whether Quinn Ewers is going to play. Hudson Card, again, looks fine, but is not Quinn Ewers. And it will also depend on if Oklahoma's defense is going to play as well. I'm not sure that either of those things is going to happen. I mean, this one is just like, normally it's got it's got the juice. It's Texas State Fair. And, and you know, I, I live in Texas, so I was just like, nobody's talking about this. Like, nobody. Everybody's just like, we're both three and two. Can we just like, get through this week and, and be quiet. But I'm sure after this one's over, whoever wins is going to be quite boisterous. Oh, you get, you get the gold hat. Oh, you yeah. get the, you get the corn dog. You get the, you know, that's, that's the best thing about this game is that everyone gets so hyped up for it. And if there's, if there's, if it's not a blowout, if there's like a crazy ass ending, then you have to pour out into the Texas state fairgrounds with all of your fellow fans and the other team's fans and you're just there. So there's a lot of emotion, a lot of fried food. Mm. We saw I, I showed you I showed I showed you guys the picture of the of the fruity pebble shrimp po' boy, which I, I'm sure is a yes. Louisiana delicacy. I'm not from Louisiana, but I assume you guys put fruity pebbles on your po' boys. I just that's must be it. I don't know. Uh well, I mean, if we, we did, they they would likely be deep fried. I'll just <laughs> say that. So it, it'd probably max it. <laughs> Fruity Pebble Shrimp Po' Boy. 
Yeah, no, this is just this is just raw fruity pep raw fruity pebbles. Raw fruity pebbles. <laughs> uncooked on top of a shrimp po' boy with a roulade on it. Oh yeah. On good Wait. piece of French French bread. Dry fruity pebbles on top of what? Okay. I, I need to see this. Sorry. This and this this wasn't even good enough to make like the top ten like tastiest foods list of the state fair either. Okay, I'm this looking was, at this. Oh. Yeah. They just sprinkle fruity pebbles on it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fruity pebble. Fruity pebble. It's it's a beautiful piece of like French bread. I see some yeah. shrimp. I see like a remoulade or some mayo, and then just fucking fruity pebbles. So they they sprinkle the fruity pebbles on top of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's as is as I assume is tradition in Louisiana. I don't. I'm not aware. I'm not a big. You well, know. I mean, we're we're more of a Count Chocula. You know, we <laughs> interview with the vampire. We're we're big. Big Count Chocolate uh, cereal, maybe a little blue uh, blueberry. Let's um, say I feel yeah. I feel like I feel like blueberry blueberry comes off the bayou. Blueberry it comes off the bayou. It comes out of the uh, above ground cemeteries. So, <laughs> you know, the mausoleums there. Yeah, that's what the blueberry comes from. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the same thing. Though, like this this game. I mean, I live in DFW. Usually, the week before this game is absolutely insane. People are coming in at all times, going to the fair, whatever. It is. Wednesday and I have heard nothing. Nothing. Every everyone just wants this to go away. Yep. This year, and that's why we're talking about it so much. Mm-hmm. Along with fruity pebbles, uh, shrimp po' boy. Yeah. We had Kevin's the... like, can we stop talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. We had the uh, you know famous Texas fair a few years ago where big text caught fire, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to come up with what the equivalent for this year is, and I feel like it's just like. He starts oozing mayonnaise from every pore or something like mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah, <laughs> just becomes hides his face in shame. <laughs> just just turns away. That's why they have. I, I believe he faces away from the cotton bowl, and that would make sense. So he doesn't have to see this. Big Tex has declined to attend this year. <laughs> <laughs> just take him down for the one day. Be like no, he just he just said he didn't want to be here for this. When he puts a blindfold on Big Tex. <laughs> It just, just, just comes out there. Also, though, I will say, I will say that what is awesome, local brewery has funnel cake ale. It's not super sweet. It's just got a hint of like the cinnamon and a little bit of sugar. Serve it in a pint glass with a powder, powder sugar rim. It's real good. That I'm totally for. I have heard about that before and I would be up to try it. If I would I'm try that one. Texas yeah. for it. <laughs> The fruity pebble po' boy, I, I, I don't know. No, I'm passing on that. <laughs> <laughs> make sure, Kamish, make sure to tell all your family about how, about your family back home, about how this is, how Texas does the food of your people. I, I wonder if they just made a shrimp po' boy and somebody was trying to get breakfast for the kiddo Some or kids, something. kids, yeah. And uh, it was sitting at the same table. And so the po' boy was just out and then he tripped and uh, spilled some fruity pebbles on it. He's like, well, I guess I got to eat it now. I was like, hey, it's not bad. <laughs> just... Submits it to the Texas State Fair. I mean, there's a whole genre of people putting breakfast, you know, sugary breakfast cereal and things that cereal doesn't belong in. So mm-hmm. this is just part of that. These food think, pebbles are about to go bad. Better put them in the po' boy. Uh-huh. Exactly right. Okay. So, oh, Boudreaux bought four cases of fruity pebbles. We've got to do something with it. Boudreaux went crazy. God damn it, Boudreaux. <laughs> Boudreaux went crazy at Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> Boudreaux came back with four flat screens and a case of Fruity Pebbles. Damn it, Boudreaux. Damn it, Boudreaux. Not again. (laughs) 
On the other side of the Big 12, we have College Game Day at Lawrence, TCU at Kansas. This should be an absolutely great game, which is such a weird, weird thing to say. It's a beautiful year. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I agree. And we're getting this as game day. It's a beautiful year. I'm going to say that. I'm happy for the folks at Lawrence. I think, Kevin, you, you posted something that. That Lawrence was juiced for this yeah. one. Was that- Bill, Bill Self said <laughs> it. That was a Bill Self interview. Yeah. <laughs> he said he's never seen Lawrence this juiced before. And I mean, I'll take hey. juiced Kansas. This is fun. <laughs> juiced Kansas. They are, they are fun as hell. And God, that feels good to say. If, 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 if you're going to be, d- don't be bad, be fun. But also, if you're going to be good, be fun, too. Just be fun. That's that's like the first commandment. Have a good time. Yeah. Uh, TCU comes in off their big win over Oklahoma, where they just broke them. And Kansas comes in a little duct taped together. But I don't know who's going to win this. And that's super exciting. I Dude. saw earlier this afternoon that uh, Kansas has announced that this is their third straight sellout. Um, Holy shit. Are- we are just short of a year. Uh, last October 23rd of last year, if you remember, was the game where they were leading Oklahoma at the end of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And the Kansas Athletic Department tweeted out, gates are open, y'all come through. And just <laughs> anyone in town was able to show up, and now they're selling the stadium out. And I love to see it. <laughs> what a fucking year for Kansas football. That's... Kansas in general, they won the men's basketball tournament too. That's right, they did. I I, I will admit, I spent so many, I spent so much time in, in, in during basketball season making those uh, circles of sicko that I forgot <laughs> that Kansas actually won the thing. Oh, I, I forgot they to- won it until it popped up on the Bill Self interview that I was listening to today. <laughs> uh, heading down south, Georgia Southern at Georgia State. Biggest thing here, our Detmer darling, Kyle Vantries. Is going to be heading into this one. Southern should roll, but who knows? I don't know I just, about rolling. This is, I mean, like Georgia State is that team that has just lost nothing but close games. And they, I mean, every game they lost, like they were in till the end. And they finally, they finally got the camel off their back by beating Army last week. So I don't necessarily going to say Southern's going to roll. It's, it's in Atlanta. As you said yourself, Kyle Van Treese, the Detmer darling. So, I mean, he's bound to throw some interceptions and some touchdowns and a lot of yards. So we don't know how it's going to work out. So I wouldn't say anybody rolling here, but this should be a fun Georgia rivalry game here. For reference, Kyle Van Treese has thrown 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and over five games he has thrown for over 1,500 yards. That's the kind of performance we love to see. That's it. Slinging it, it. Doesn't care couple, where it goes. He's just throwing it. Couple more ints. Bump that int number up and you will shoot to the top of our boards, my friend. Maybe it happens this week. Another cursed game in the South. In fact, the South's oldest cursed game. Auburn at Georgia. Sure. I'm, I'm just I'm like, okay. I just, like, I'm like, I just don't really have anything to say here because like Auburn is just weird this year, but it's not Auburn weird. It's just yeah. like, there's this malaise around Harson, and then the football is just boring. There's no chaos Auburn. Like this is normally a game where I was just like put it in a random number generator, but mm-hmm. 
also like yeah you know we had georgia mizzou last week and like i don't i don't have anything to say about georgia either i don't i don't know what's gonna i mean it's at georgia they're back between the hedges i feel like georgia should win this one but auburn can do that classic brian harson thing where they score all their points in the first half and then don't score any in the second half so mm-hmm. maybe maybe auburn's leading at halftime and then they they don't make any adjustments or whatever or, or georgia makes all of them and and then that that's how right. we get a little a little sickos or or it's just I mean, I feel like the kids for Auburn are playing hard, but I, I don't, you know, it's not a good situation. So, I mean, it's sickos and like, dude, like when are they going to pull the trigger here? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as we discussed on the last mm-hmm. pod, it's like the they don't have an athletic director. So, I mean, until they get an AD, I don't know what's going to happen at Auburn. And, and they're in just such like the most awkward, I would say maybe maybe like a third wheel date situation. Where Ooh, that's yeah, you know, like Brian Harson's the and then the administration they hate each other, but then the players are like the third wheel. They're mm-hmm. like just trying to play hard to distract themselves mm-hmm. to not pay attention to what's going on between the coach and the administration. So they're just like, I'm just gonna play as hard as I can, and I'll do what coach says, and we'll get off to a first half lead, and then coach doesn't say anything at halftime, so we just keep doing it. But then they figure it out, and then we blow our halftime lead again. Parents are divorcing. I'm just going to put my head down and focus on my schoolwork. That's what it is. Exactly. Sometimes it's the it's the couple that is just too lovey-dovey, or it's the couple that just it fights, and you're in the backseat of the car, and you're like, uh, can oh, y'all God. like pull over, please? <laughs> Let me out of here. Before we get on to the ACC part of our, of our preview, once again, it's become a weekly feature here. I'm going to read off the ACC Network schedule for you guys. Let's do it. So at 8 a.m. Eastern, if you want to wake up early for it, you get NCAA football classics. You can rewatch the 2021 game between Boston College and Clemson. Oh, that low scoring that battle. Yeah, that was a, let's see here. That was a. I feel like that was like 22 19 or something. Yeah, that was a 19 13 win from Clemson. So. Okay. Was, yeah, I knew there was a 19 involved. That in was, that. It was also a 4 and 1 Boston College playing a 3 and 2 Clemson. So, yes. yeah, watch that classic. Then. Clemson at, was right. Boston College was not at the time, <laughs> if that says anything about it. <laughs> then, at no, then at noon Eastern, you get Louisville at Virginia. 3.30 Eastern, you get Virginia Tech at Pitt. Ooh. And at 8 p.m. Eastern, you get Florida State and North Carolina State. This is a Ooh. better this is a better slate than ACC Network usually gets. So we'll give them credit it, for that. The, the night games got, got some juice there. I'll say that. that that'll be interesting. The two before it, it's it's got a little sicko juice on it. Yeah, but, that's uh, yeah. It definitely has some uh, sickos juice on it, like the juice yeah. you find at the bottom of your trash can. Yes, uh, Virginia and Virginia Tech and Pitt. Does this game have a trophy? No, no I couldn't find one. The only I, trophy that I know Pitt has is that that wheel with Cincinnati. Uh, there's uh, like the I, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a. It's the uh, it's something that looks like to a the boat. steamboat yeah. throttle, it's right? Like the steamboat. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, the pit fans are gonna yell at us. We're not. Yeah, we know. It. We know too many people. To yeah, know yeah, yeah, this. Whatever. It's pit fine. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't call him Penn State this week, so it's fine. Pit Cincy Trophy. It's the River City rivalry 
the trophy. River City Rivalry. The River City Rivalry. I, I don't know how you would say it in a Yinzer accent. It's the Paddle Wheel Trophy. There we go. Paddle we Wheel go. Trophy. All right, Pit, Pit fans, please don't come after us. Uh, please. Sorry. So my, dad's from, my dad's from Pittsburgh. I, I, I you know, have to have to own up on that. Does the backyard brawl not have a trophy? No. Uh, no, I tried to find that earlier as well. No, no trophy. It's just, it's just bad feelings. That's all you get from it. That's right. I think we need a three-way traveling trophy here. We, we do. Solution. <laughs> this like this absolutely needs this, this absolutely needs a commander in chief like three giant three faced thing. I don't know. It's like a pepperoni roll with fries in it and in a lunchbox. There we go. Done. <laughs> all three, all three cultures represented in one thing. Fixed. Done. Print it. In a lunch pail. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to suggest Appalachian Armageddon for this game. That may be a little too, a little too much for Virginia Tech and Pitt this year, especially. That's yeah, a little too hype for this year, but. This is definitely a triangle of hate that we need to encourage. I feel well, like. It's- it's a yeah. mea culpa for missing it this year too, because they actually did play. You know, they all they complete the triangle, and we just missed it. Yeah, I when totally we were missed them it. out at the beginning of the season. The next game, North Carolina at Miami. This gets this gets on ESPN two. Ooh, I don't know why. Because this is absolutely insane every year, no matter what. Oh, by this, the way, at the yeah. same time, at the same time, uh, on the ACC regional network. And ESPN Extra and ESPN Three. There's another ACC going on game that's going on. It's even off the back end of that, and that's Duke at Georgia Tech. Oh, again, is this this is like ACC sickos week? Like it's the most sickos matchup that you can like <laughs> ACC wise you can put together. It, it uh, it's just like the worst. Oh God, it's so good! It is so good. Like it is. This is totally ACC sickos week. I mean, for real. Like I think we're gonna have almost every ACC game this week ranked. Yeah, Duke yeah, is I, four and one, and we were having going into the Kansas game legitimate conversations about whether they were good or not. They're favored I'm, by three and a half against this Georgia Tech team. Wait, seriously? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, hey, again, not a betting podcast. This is not betting advice. Fucking hammer that. <laughs> That is Duke. Duke is going to win by understand. more than three in Atlanta. Promise, <laughs> promise that. Is, is this a neutral site or neutral site? Isn't this? It is. At, this is this is at Georgia Tech. Is that Georgia Tech? Bobby oh. Dodd. Right. Okay. I believe. I saw Bye. something earlier about a game being in the Benz, but no, it says Bobby Dodd on the. Yeah, it's Bobby so Dodd. I'll believe that. God. Oh. North Carolina, Miami is always insane because I, I'm just going to say that it for some odd reason. It goes haywire. Like one team gets up big, and then there's a mad scramble at the end by the other team to come back and, and win the game. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they, it ends in spe- spectacularly horrible fashion for the team trying to come back. So it's it's always one of those weird ones. Uh, it, it it's fun to watch. I mean, it's a great uniform matchup too. Like the light blue and the hurricanes colors yeah that's true. They, they go yeah. they go well together and it's always a weird wild one and then you know mac brown and, <laughs> and mario Cristobal. can't wait for the handshake i guess it'd be so aggressive oh i was just gonna, unc is well set up for weird and wild comebacks on either end this year too because like many teams they only play one side of the ball this year so they have these two teams have played 
13 times in their history. What do you think the record is? Sorry, 23 times in their history. What do you think the record is? So they played 23 times? They played 23 times. earlier, but I didn't look this one They played 23 times. They've not been in a conference together that long. No, since the um, since 2004, but they played a couple times before that, too. So 23 times. I'll say, like, maybe, uh, let's say Miami 14, North Carolina 9. Those were the exact numbers I had in my head. Okay. So let's we're go probably wrong. North Carolina 12, Miami 11. Okay. okay. North Carolina is <laughs> the series. This, Miami, this is your chance. That feels to, so wrong. <laughs> to bring to bring the U back, Miami, first, you must We're conquer gonna, North Carolina. Got to conquer North Carolina first. Got to get even. Got to make it even. Yeah. I mean, that's. I, I know it's always weird. It's always close. It's just so, oh, it's great to watch, though. <laughs> yeah, this is a fun game. Yeah. Also, in the ACC's week of, week of sickos, Louisville at Virginia. Please. We have we have Scott Satterfield trying to get fired. We have Virginia mm-hmm. being their least fun version in like a decade. This is just going to be gross. And is this this is the first one on the ACC network? Yeah, this is a nooner, I believe. Yeah, this is your this is your lunch time. This is your lunch time. So like Louisville at lunch uh, last week was the fun one with Boston College. So I wonder if they'll repeat this one at Virginia. I don't know if Virginia has the offensive firepower. It, it seems like that, but their quarterback's a Detmer leader, so Brendan oh, Armstrong. Yep. Yeah, he's he's in the in the top of Det, the Detmer. So this should be fun too. I'm, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for this. Like the early morning ACC network game, it seems to be a sicko's jackpot so far. So this one should be quite interesting. So from there we go to the Big Ten: Wisconsin and Northwestern. This game's going to happen. It's in Evanston. All right, Ryan Field. So, so Ryan Field, this game is at 2.30 Central, so I don't have to bring the portable lights out, which is good. No, no, no. Save some power. Yeah, save the power. I assume everyone's going to have about 10 yards of rushing in this game. Wisconsin will win because they haven't played Nebraska yet, but... Yeah, it's true. That, so, that, so that Nebraska curse meme that's been going around, I'm so fully bought in on. <laughs> Northwestern still has not won a game in America this year. Nope. No. So... They're, they're, again, Pat Fitzgerald has only won a game that, that involved the trophy, the Crystal Helmet. I don't think uh, Northwestern Wisconsin has a trophy. I don't, I don't think so. Does it? It. I mean, Let's they're see. relatively close to each other. Yeah, the states but touch. I, I think I, I found out basically Northwestern only really has like two trophies total. So they have the one with uh, Illinois, Illinois, and then they and have they, the one with they have one with Michigan. Right, and then they yes. have a they have a lost shillelagh with Notre Dame. Yes. So besides they didn't play that, Notre Dame this year. So, so, so basic. So, so all of a sudden, okay. So, what do Northwestern and Wisconsin have in common? <laughs> I, heavy drinking is this? Is this for the bottle of brandy? Is this for we got it? We got to We got to give Northwestern more trophies. Is what we have to do. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's the the we can call this one the wild badger. Wild Are Badger, the, the the Badger Cat. Wild Wild Badger does sound like a type of li- like a brand of liquor that you buy when you've hit rock bottom. It sounds like it sounds like a four. It sounds like a forty. It sounds like a fucking forty of malt liquor. Oh, what do you have in that? Oh, I got some Wild Badger. Oh shit! He's like off that Wild Badger again. That, that shit will turn your mouth blue, man. Fucking Wild Badger. 
God. And so it's so it's a different colored, <laughs> different colored liquor that. Yeah. All right. I can see that. The Golden Forty. There we go. Congratulations, Wisconsin Northwestern. You got the you got like, the Golden Forty. I don't think your... it, I, I think Wild Badger would have to be some really really cheap brandy. Yeah, that does that does That's sound it. like yeah. Oh, I'll take. Oh, I'll I'll have the brandy old fashioned. You want the good yeah, stuff? Dude. No, I'll I'll take the well the well brandy. What is it? The, it's wild. It's wild badger. That's right. It's de- it's definitely not a for it's 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 brandy. They love brandy in Wisconsin, so I, I'll just go with that. <laughs> did we just invent a new liquor? I think we did. <laughs> well, we did, we just invented a new liquor that people are going to find out later on after it's been on the market for a couple of years that it blinds people. That's what wild badger <laughs> does. It makes you fight and get in blind. It'll claw your eyes out. There It'll claw go. your eyes out. Wild Badger. We Wild have a Badger. commercial already. <laughs> Marketing slogans. Let's go. Right. Done. Get, get a uh, fifth of it at your local gas station. Also happening in Miami, or we'll say happening in real Miami, real is Miami. UConn at FIU. Yes. This is a ranked matchup for the Sickos Committee. This is going to be eighth ranked UConn and I believe 25th ranked FIU. Yes. Yes. This game should absolutely be filmed from the 20 yard line with a camera that was good in 2007. The last standard definition camera that ESPN had. FIU has, has, has got special graphics on the field for this game. They've changed their center, center logo and then their end zones are updated for this game. So this is serious. Uh, honestly, honestly, the Twitter account got asked a few times like, hey, are you going to this one too? Because you went to FIU in New Mexico State right. last week, and I'm like, uh, if only I could do that. Believe me, I've, uh, I, I'm not going to this one too, but I'd love to. Has FIU started announcing attendance this year? I don't think I've seen a number because last but, year they didn't announce any attendance. Nope. So but the games I've seen have been pretty sparse. So no, but like, but like, <laughs> like they didn't announce official attendance last year. So every game was just simply zero. And so Wikipedia has it down as every game was just, was no one saw it. It looks like a COVID year. Okay, uh, hold up. Nope, they are not announcing attendance this year either, it looks like. So according to Wikipedia and officially FIU, no one watched FIU win against Bryant that week one overtime game. Well, we did. We weren't there, though. We weren't there. I think UConn's going to extend their win streak to two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bold about this. I think this is... UConn to two. Whoever, in fact, whoever wins this game will have a two-game FBS win streak between FIU and UConn. That's not bad. I, I I feel like UConn can do it, but, you know, they're away from the rent. So let's see if UConn can get it done on the road. FIU was, I mean, their quarterback was on fire in the first half at the game last mm-hmm. week. He threw three touchdown passes. D- didn't do much in the second half, which nobody did in that game for some reason. See, no one did, yeah. Uh, it just—I don't know what happened. The second half, just everybody, you know, it was—it was a weird one there. Uh, but yeah, I—I I, I think UConn should win it. I—I I, I believe UConn is favored. I just typed in UConn FIU betting line, and I feel like an absolute pervert. Like I should have gone to to incognito mode incognito because mode. if my family knows that I did this, FIU minus wanna... five is what I'm seeing. FIU, no, no, no. Uh, UConn minus five. UConn, UConn minus five. I'm sorry. Five. Yes. yes. Yes, um, feel, it it opened. Right. It opened UConn minus four, and it's climbed to UConn minus five. Ooh. So they're on the they're on the war daddies of UConn and the Husky Revolution. We absolutely, at some point, future plan because we're in this absolutely blows up, and we're making big bucks. 
We yes, have an event, totally. Sicko, Sicko's Con in Vegas. We take over a sports book for one good <laughs> weekend where the games are just really good for us. And we just pour tons of money betting into the weirdest Mac games like Degenerates. And it's going to be great. And then we just stay there all night. We're betting on like High Lie. We're betting on, you know, Indian cricket. We're bet whatever. We do 24 hours of just betting whatever's on the board. Speaking of Vegas, are you guys ready for hot Vegas nights? Except it's at 4.30 p.m. local. So it's just toasty Vegas afternoons. Well, by the time they get out, it'll be night, right? Yeah. BYU and Notre Dame. I just... Okay. I don't understand why this is in Vegas. <laughs> I don't know why it's in Vegas either. I don't I don't know. I don't know why they're playing in Vegas. Uh they're playing in the 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 Raiders Stadium. I think it's called Allegiant Field. Sure. Or stadium or something. It's the I giant know. Roomba. Yeah. The, the giant Roomba. That's right. They're playing in the giant Roomba in uh, Vegas. That's, that's sorry, that's UNLV's home field. That's what we all know that it is. is right now. That's yes. right. Best team in Vegas, baby. That's right. The best team in Vegas is is UNLV. That's right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, it's just weird that they're playing in Vegas. It it doesn't make any sense. I don't. I mean, I know like Notre Dame has played like weird neutral site games. Like they played Navy in San Antonio in the Alamo Dome. Right. Um, I mean, I, I've I've done that. I've seen that before. But I don't know why Notre Dame would agree to go to Vegas to play BYU. Uh, are they longing for the days of the Vegas Bowl, or I, I don't I don't know. I think that BYU fans will have a worse time in Vegas because at least Catholics drink. So I feel like the BYU fans com- are the worst time. I feel comfortable saying there will be more BYU fans than Notre Dame fans there, though, because yes, having played, having been to BYU at Notre Dame. There were almost more BYU fans than Notre Dame fans, so they travel really, really well, and Notre Dame does not, so. What do you do in Vegas if you can't drink, don't want to gamble, don't want to, like, what do you do? I mean, I I went to Vegas when I was, like, a kid, Mm -hmm. and they had, like, a a sub-basement below the casino where it was, like, one of those like carnival styles for like the kid. You would play all like the, I mean, it's kind of like a Dave and Buster's underneath the casino. Okay. The yeah, yeah. 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 You'd win like stuffed animals and stuff like that. I think my dad got mad at me uh, for winning too many stuffed animals and whatnot because I couldn't <laughs> fit them in a suitcase or whatever. But there we go. I mean, I was just, I was good. I'm sorry, dad. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think in the, in the show notes, you, you, you had, you had circus circus. Is that even still a thing? No, circus circus is gone. Is it gone? Uh, okay. I, yeah, I had no clue. It tells you long how long since I've been to Vegas. Okay. Um, no, I actually went to circus circus like that many years ago. We stayed in the Excalibur hotel. Oh yeah. Had the, the Renaissance. Uh, I mean, it was like the medieval time show. They're, like, they're fake medieval yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically, they had their, the medieval time show there inside the hotel all i remember is about the hotel excalibur it was like 94 floors or something like that mm-hmm. and and we stayed on the first floor so it, <laughs> i was like you have so many you have so many floors but we're on the first floor i'm like okay <laughs> the beautiful parking that beautiful parking lot view that's right it was great back in the big 10 iowa at illinois i i think bert's got him going i think that illinois wins this and bilama gets illinois ranked 
And right now they're the they're the team with the longest unranked streak too. So Kansas just had theirs. Kansas the longest. They just had theirs snapped. Then it's Illinois. Illinois might have their snap the exact next week. I'm actually not sure who's up then, but I think this is Illinois. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game at all. No. Uh, Iowa's defense is great. Illinois' defense is great also. I, I really don't see many points in this game at all. I, I'm really curious to see the over-under on this one. I know it's not like the, the comedic 33-some-odd points that we had previously, but I, I really want to see. and a half. Okay, so it's it's slightly higher than that. I don't I don't see over in this situation at all. Uh, but but Illinois has that offense that'll like just grind on you. And like yeah. they just they just yeah. wear you down. Yeah, yeah Brett Bilama grind on me, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> grind on me, Brett. Okay, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't need that, but I love when Illinois grinds on me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'm thinking of that that horrible, pretty Ricky song. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Brett Bielema singing Grind With Me. Uh, love it. Uh, but, no. Oh, God. Just, I did not need that image in my head. But, yeah. But thank, you. thank you for that. <laughs> no, just. Yep, you uh, lost it. That's why I'm going to jump in right now. So, I'm looking Brett at Parker's. I'm looking at Parker. I'm looking at Parker's uh, stat sheet for this game because I was interested. So clearly, the worst unit on the field for this entire game is Iowa's offense. Like that's clearly the worst part of this game. Yes. Uh, uh, Illinois' offense is better, significantly so, but they are still like the next worst thing here. So it is going to be a defensive struggle bus. Over under thirty five and a half. Spread is Illinois by three and a half. I think this thing hits the under, and I think, I mean, I think Illinois wins it by more than three and a half, but this feels like a field goal fest. I feel like this is like got 17, 10 written all over it. Yep. That feels. It's, it's what it feels. Or maybe, maybe it gets wild, maybe 20 to 13. Uh, I don't know. Can that, they, can they, can they, can they grind out 20 points? Um, get like a 16-9 or something. Six, yeah, it's yeah. going to be one of those weird, like, just, oh, it's it's going to be Big Ten West football, baby. Also, uh, SMU was up thir- tonight, was up 13-10 at the half, and they lost 41-19. to uh, Did you see that they, I'm going to have to give Rhett Lashley clock commander of the week here uh, on this one. It, it, and that's for last week because uh, it was it was 41-13. There was three seconds left in the game, and he ran the ball on the goal line. And then there was one second left. He called a timeout. Jesus. And then he punched it in with the last second to make it 41-19. So <laughs> since technically that's a game for last week, Rhett Lashley, you have won clock commander of the week just for that move. Just to score that meaningless touchdown, which I don't think would have hit the over because the over was like 65. So, yeah, it, it's still short of the over by five, but... He wanted to send a message to, to them that we're we're only going to lose by twenty two to you guys. Next game up, Kansas State at Iowa State. This one has a name. This is Farmageddon. Yes, and I, I was looking up whether this had a trophy or not. Uh, apparently, someone tried to make a trophy out of this. Some dude made a sixty pound. I'm sorry, an eighty pound trophy from a plot from a 16, uh, 16 inch plow he found, but. He painted it, wrote Farmageddon on it, but it did not catch on. Because it was 80 pounds, man. 
The best trophies are big trophies. Commander in chief trophies heavy as hell. But eighty pounds. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna look it's that up. It's painted all kinds of wacky colors hey, hey, for by the, the way, schools. Com- it's commander in chief <laughs> trophy, hundred and seventy pounds. Wait, hundred and seventy pounds? Do they lift it up on their head? Yes, they do. What? hundred and seventy pounds. It's two and a half feet tall. Okay, so we have we have evidence that big trophies work. So now we oh, need. Okay. Bigger, stupider trophies, heavier trophies. One, hey, Pitt, West Virginia, I got your trophy now. It is just a bucket of lead shot. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is a dense tungsten bar. Congratulations! It's just the heaviest thing we can find. Okay, that that's a there really heavy trophy. Like, how much does the Stanley Cup weigh? Let's see, thirty-four pounds. Okay, so Stanley Cup is thirty-four pounds. Weighs nothing. Weighs yeah. nothing. Commander I mean, Chief Trophy, 170. We Jesus. we 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 know people that weigh less than the Commander in Chief Trophy. Yes, that's true. I am not one of those people. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to doubt the troops that they they couldn't lift that as a team. So I'm about I, to say, I, I, I figure. I apologize for that. It's why it's for teamwork. You you one man cannot lift the Commander in Chief Trophy alone. You no. have to have someone with you. It's about teamwork. Uh, I just had to check, and Floyd of Rosedale is 98 pounds. So, like, okay, wait, what? Okay. some beefy trophies in okay. the Big Ten West. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this, I mean, I'm, I am like shocked by how much these things weigh. One, oh West, Western Kentucky needs to make a trophy with someone that's just a bronze cast, solid bronze cast of big red, <laughs> and it will weigh 400 pounds or whatever, and we perfect. In every way. Can we get it with Purdue Pete where it's like split down the middle and one half is big red <laughs> and the other half is Purdue Pete and it's just stares at you soullessly out of both eyes? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, we absolutely can. All right, we absolutely we can. Done. We'll raise the money for that. Perfect. Hey, Pac-12, you didn't bury your best game of the week probably on the fucking Pac-12 network. Washington State's at USC. This should be a fun game. And again, people might actually watch it because it's on Fox. It's on Big Boy. It's, I, be, I believe it's on Big Boy Fox. Big Boy Fox. That is actually means that someone will watch a Pac-12 game, which is always nice for a conference that theoretically wants to not get completely destroyed in the next five years. So wait, so they've been keeping USC on the Pac-12 network for like the whole year, right? So most of, you know, USC has been like hidden on the Pac-12 network. So now this is like their first or one of their first opportunities in on like normal tv and then they're playing wazoo Ooh, i don't know so, like this is feels like the, the the crabs coming out of the pac-12 even though it is at usc though so okay so i i they have played five games and only two have been on the pac-12 network okay okay they played they played sense. rice they, they played rice the pac-12 network and they played oregon state on the pac-12 network that was a really stupid one because that game should yeah. have been in prime time on a real channel but this, I said, this is on Fox, which is great. People will see it. Wazoo is at least fun this year. So good for them. Hey, Kamish, Coastal Carolina is going to ULM. Got any good bets for this one? I don't have any bets because I'm over two on bets. Like I, I, I bet, right. you know, the tattoo against Alabama. Uh, I bet dressing up like Terry Bowden uh, for the Arkansas State here. I, I'm going to go with, you know, I, I just hope they keep it close. I saw the projections where... It should be a relatively good game. I mean, Coastal like had some very close games with like Buffalo and Gardner yeah. Webb. They're, yeah, they're not looking like world beaters this year. And then like they just barely like hurdled a dude at the end for a touchdown over Georgia Southern. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, that was an awesome hurdle. I'll just say that, but they just barely beat him. So I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Terry's got some magic up his his hat or his sleeves that he's dressed like a pharmacist or whatever. But um, I really don't necessarily know if they can pull it off. But you know, again, they beat Liberty last year uh, out of nowhere. Yeah, that um, was so, the, that was that's still the I think the biggest the, win the against biggest, the spread. Said, yeah. Uh, the biggest win against the spread was was ULM beating uh, Liberty last year. So I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I don't want to. I mean, I'd be surprised if ULM wins this game. I would love it if they did because they'll get back to five hundred. But you know, Coastal. I don't. I can't get a read on Coastal this year. Like they just keep winning. Yeah. They're kind of like Syracuse a little bit. Is Coastal good? I don't know. So let's I, find I, out. I am more. I am more inclined to give Coastal the benefit of the doubt than I am Syracuse. Like clearly. But yeah, Coastal's had some weird ones, several weird ones, and maybe maybe this is the game we learned something. You know, up against uh, up against Terry's Stout Boys. Now I need a shirt that says Terry Stout Boys because that sounds like <laughs> that's uh, Terry Stout Boys sounds like some sixth tier English soccer team that was founded in 1845 by you know Terry second second Earl of Wexham. And they were called themselves Terry Stout Boys. And ever since then, they've played at Bowler Field, which you know, is the park down the way in a mining town. It's, it's totally a, a League Two team uh, in the English Football League. It's definitely the Terry Stout Boys. Southern Miss at Troy. These teams have only played 11 times in history. But that, like, they're, they're close by. And they've just never been in the same conference until now. Now they are. Uh, Troy has... One of the Detmer Kings, too. I think he's at the very top. Uh, he's in the top two or three, I believe. He is, is it, number two. Is Gunner, Gunner Watson, yeah. Gunner. That's what we like, too. I mean, it's like a very appropriate name for a, a gunslinging-style quarterback who just throws it anywhere. A lot of yards. I mean, he has he's played five games, 1,451 yards, five <laughs> touchdowns, five <laughs> touchdowns, and six interceptions. So, keep, I mean, keep he's going to be gunning. Keep throwing, Keep throwing Gunner. Keep throwing We love it. We love it. Keep and throwing. then Southern Miss has like a legit quarterback, uh, but they could always go back to the super back. So it's a lot of fun. Also, since last since last podcast, we announced the UTEP Bullbound Express was ba- Express was back on track because UTEP had beaten Charlotte, the Eastern Time Zone. They'd beaten Boise. They beat New Mexico State, and that's four wins. I believe the Eastern Time Zone should count as a bull eligible opponent. Yes. We'll see if the NCAA agrees with me on that. I don't know. We also, have, we also have a game. It's in Ruston. Ruston? Ruston? Ruston. Ruston. Ruston, Louisiana. And Ruston has the Detmer current leader, Parker yes. McNeil. Par- Let me tell you a little bit about Parker McNeil, guys. Parker's played four games. He's thrown for only 900 yards. However, he has gotten eight TDs and seven ints in that for a Detmer of 4.22. We love to see it, man. He doesn't throw for many yards, but oh my God, does he, does he, 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 he's either a touchdown or an interception. We love that ratio. And the last game I have on here is an FCS game that again, I realized didn't have a trophy. So it's lame as hell. South Dakota at South Dakota state. Like this doesn't even have a cool name because North Dakota state and South Dakota state play for the Dakota marker trophy, which is a great trophy. That's a classic game. North Dakota and North Dakota State have a thing. 
but South Dakota and South Dakota State doesn't have a thing. All they have is this something called the South Dakota Showdown Series. And I want you guys to look at who sponsors the South Dakota Showdown Trophy uh, Series. Not trophy. Oh, <laughs> I saw it. It's some uh, some stolen Big Ten Westfaler here. We've got South Dakota Corn presents the South Dakota Showdown Series. Lame. And they have this nice graphic that looks like a bowl logo. <laughs> it does. But it you does. can't have a trophy for it. <laughs> so, again, I think, I think if there's one thing doing this podcast I've learned about myself is that I love trophies. More things need trophies. And trophies should generally be of the kind where it's shit nailed to a piece of wood. And today I learned about myself that they should be heavy. Yeah. These are the, just the, the things that I want. Apparently this needs be to be really the heavy. battle for the pewter jackalope or something like exactly that. Exactly right. Like. Yeah. Huh. Right. Something. Something yeah. super battle. Battle for the battle for the fracking tower or whatever. Well, I, mean, that's, I don't, don't want to. I don't want to say anything here, but I mean, like South Dakota does have the world's only corn palace in it. You know, oh shit! I that's mean, right. They do have the corn palace, right. don't they? They do have the corn palace. So I don't necessarily want to say stolen valor. Everyone else uh, is stealing their valor. That's right. They they're the only state that has an actual corn palace. So, um, yeah, let's let's give it up for the corn palace in in Mitchell, South Dakota. I believe I said that right. They're probably like Mitchell. Why did you say Mitchell wrong? I'll get I'll get upset, but no, I think the South Dakota is is the coyotes. Yes, and then the South coyotes. Dakota State is the jackrabbits. I just don't. Yes, it's the South Dakota showdown. Um, so I'm looking up dens- densest metals. I'm trying to find one that wouldn't absolutely just like kill people if we got too close to it. It <laughs> it looks like it looks like platinum. You could make something out of platinum, and it would be very very dense. That's I mean, who's got all that money for this platinum here, man? Well, because otherwise, I'm talking about plutonium and uranium, and I feel like okay, a uranium tro- I feel like I feel like passing around a uranium trophy in like a lead lined container sort of takes the prestige out of it. Let's say. Well, I mean, there's a lot of schools with those nuclear reactors on campus. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, we maybe, learned about that. We learned about that uh, randomly. I don't know. I think it was like Doug. Uh, so he tweeted it. I think Levitar and Show talked about it today that they didn't realize they had that many nuclear reactors on campuses. And and then we found out AM had two of them. Uh but <laughs> just like I uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't we, know. We, plutonium trophy uh, plutonium trophy. Sorry. Is this is this where we say that we have to we we as a country should send inspectors in to those AM reactors to make sure that they are not weaponizing uranium in there i feel like i feel like if they were trustworthy they would let our let our researchers in to make sure i think i think we might need to denuclearize <laughs> texas a and yeah, I mean that's gonna that's gonna result in regime regime change and we're gonna have to get jimbo fisher out of there uh you're gonna get a lot of trouble there so i don't know they may greet us as liberators who knows we can we can leave we can leave reveille <laughs> we can leave reveille in as a figurehead I'm yes. fine with that. Done. But I I think that I think that we cannot allow them to become a nuclear power. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's too late. Yeah. Well, we are at the end of this week. Kevin, before I ask you if you have anything else to say, I want to say thank you from all of us for all the spreadsheeting, <laughs> for all the figuring out what trying to interpret the votes as a as a someone who reads tea leaves might. 
<laughs> and trying to see what people actually meant when they typed in Suxinati and where that vote might go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank uh, you again. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's, I, I'm happy to do it. On that note, I'll sign off with uh, shouting out the voter who referred to the University of Florida as Florida domestic after ranking them behind Florida International because <laughs> that is going straight into my daily lexicon. I love it. So we, we will no longer refer to the Florida Gators as uh, Florida, the Florida Gators. They are just now known as Florida domestic. There's Florida Atlantic, I mean, Florida International. Florida domestic, the three the three flavors of beer. That's right. You're telling me they wouldn't be happy to be called the domestic gators? Like, you can't tell me no one there has tried to domesticate a gator. Kamish, got anything else? No. Um, I mean, I, I do want to, uh, you know, appreciate everybody voting, which is incredible. Uh, I know we've just uh, grown tremendously this year, so it's it's fantastic. Um uh, you know, I, there was a couple of votes for bad boy mowers. We definitely do appreciate that. I mean, this 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 poll is ridiculous. I love all the creative stuff that we get at the end. So my, my favorite part of this is just like the also receiving votes, which is just fantastic. I always want to keep it in. It's hilarious. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense that somebody voted for the 1987 Humphrey Bulldogs. I don't, I don't get that reference, but I mean, it, it meant something for them and no need I to, mean, yep. you know, it, it's, it's a blast that we get stuff like this, you know, Valdosta stayed up in here and then, I mean, just, just such weird stuff. I mean, somebody voted for the, the fast food restaurant McDonald's and like, okay, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Uh, I mean, Ted Lasso's team, AFC Richmond got a vote. It's a lot of fun. So we, we definitely appreciate everybody taking the time to vote on this. And, you know, it doesn't take too long. But, I mean, we wouldn't be a committee without everybody voting in this. So we, we definitely do appreciate everything. And then, again, I'm going to thank Kevin because um, when he started this, he he was like, yeah, I'm a recreational spreadsheeter. I don't mind doing <laughs> this. And then now, like two years later after we've been doing this, uh, he's sorting through like 1700 plus ballots of like Google doc information to, to come up with our, our sickos committee poll. So thank you again, Kevin. We, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, again, uh, it, it's, it's a blast doing this. We'll get the top 25 out uh, probably at the same time the podcast will launch. So uh, again, a happy yes. haha Yes. And uh, we will look forward to this week. Yep. Everyone have a great week six and we'll see you on the other side.